there are a number of proven ways to heal heartbreak. Heartbreak actually causes a pain in the physical part of the brain that uh, registers physical pain. Like if someone punches you, that same part of the brain registers heartbreak. That's why it's so horrible. And the beauty of it is that you can release natural opioids that soothe the brain by a very simple thing, which is going to a very loving friend and crying your heart out and having them comfort you and hug you. That has been shown in research to release these opioids so that you're feeling better. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Couch Talk. I want to introduce my next guest to you. And this is someone I have held dear to my heart. She's an amazing woman. She's a clinical psychologist, and she has been in the love space for decades, for absolutely decades, through her personal journey, trials and tribulations, and many sacrifices and many years of research. She worked through her own trials and tribulations to discover the process to really creating love. And her book, Love in 90 Days, is being re-released because it's been such a great book. So we see the new edition of Love in 90 Days coming out. And my guest, Dr. Diana Kirshner, who is joining me today. So I want you to be sure to listen to this and share this episode. Take notes. You want to be ready for the gems and the pearls that she shares in this and that we discussed. Open, honest, authentic communication, y'all. So enjoy. Welcome, Diana. It's so great to have you here with me again. I've interviewed you before, and I just love, love, love talking with you and sharing your wisdom with my community. Welcome back. Oh, thank you so much. I admire everything you're doing so much, especially what you're creating lately. It's amazing. <laughs> we're, we're in this together, right? We have to get our hormones fixed, get our relationships fixed, get this love going. Well, I tell you, I'm super excited to share your book. I read your book. When did it first come out, Diana? Because it feels like it was like 2008, Ten, something like that. 2009, 2010. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the hardcover yeah. paperback. <laughs> I love it. And for my listeners, Diana was part of my sexual CPR program. She was one of our guest bonuses. And we definitely talked about how we can heal and open communication and relationships. So I want to dig right in and, and go into now you're re-releasing your book, Love in 90 Days. First, tell us a little bit about your backstory, why you wrote the book. And now again, this big push to re-release it. Well, I'll tell you, you know, of course, it's like many other people. I really didn't have love in my life when I was born. I was the fifth daughter born to a Sicilian family that only wanted boys. So when I was born, my father said, another girl, I don't want to come to the hospital. I don't want to see her. And he essentially only said, I love you once when he was actually drinking. I mean, he did the best he could. But, you know, I grew up really, really not feeling love, not feeling like I even belonged here. <laughs> and, and went on a search, you know, I, I, I was getting dumped and hurt so much in love. I mean, I was trying to get crumbs and chasing the ones who didn't want me and all that stuff. And finally, I mean, I, I reached a bottom. I really reached a bottom and I started studying everything about love. And lo and behold, I wound up getting a PhD in uh, clinical psychology and wound up meeting and marrying my amazing soulmate, who I'm still amazingly enough, totally in love with. Actually, it's better than it's ever been. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, you know, I, my work is really about paying it forward. It really is because, you know, if I can do this, anybody can do this, you know. 
And that's what I've loved about you because you have that really generous spirit. And again, with generosity, I always think the hormone oxytocin and and it's really important. You've said such a few, you know, many huge things. When we talk about that early childhood, that's when we, you know, that nurturing hormone oxytocin is really so important because it leaves us searching and devoid and we end up sometimes participating in like what I call oxytocin seeking behaviors, like with the next love, the next fix, the next you know, the next. I, yes, I love that. That's exactly what's going on. And then we get stuck with with guys who are bad for us because the oxytocin is so powerful and it rules. And just the touch, just as you know very well, the eye contact, the touch, zoom, you're tied to that person, right? Whether yeah. they're good for you or not, but biology ties you to the person. You know, that's why I talk about you want to date casually, you want to date people slowly, three people at the same time, no intercourse, because that boom sets the oxytocin bomb off. Right, the hormones. Mm-hmm. Now, I have to tell you a funny story, Diana, because that rule of threes that you have, you know, date, you know, three, get to know someone, three dates, date, you know, three people at the same time. So you're not committing, you're, you're keeping a healthy boundary, a healthy distance, just like having, having lunch, getting to know each other, right? Having fun activities. And I told one of my daughters and she was um, just dating uh, maybe 19 or 20. And I was talking to her about that, the rule of threes. And, and lo and behold, one day I see her and she's like, she has two boyfriends that are helping her do something in the house at the same time. I'm like, oh, maybe that's not the way you want to do it. <laughs> Man, she really gets carried away with this. <laughs> so, so we laugh about that still. I'm like, yes, no, not at the same time. No, same date time. No, no, no. Okay. So, so that it's lesson, a, it's a miracle lesson that she listens to you. It's a miracle. Oh my gosh. Literally, I'm very careful with my words now. (laughs) So I love that. And you said another really powerful thing that sometimes we end up just collecting crumbs. Can you talk about that a little bit more? Absolutely. Especially as we get older and, you know, postmenopausal, we start feeling that ageism that is ridiculous in this culture. The ageism is ridiculous where older women are marginalized, you know, and there's all these messages that they can't compete, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, out of that, of course, they start having a romance with someone and they figure it's the best they can do. It's like the very best I can do. After all, I'm this age. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, 55 now. I mean, you can forget it, right? Or whatever age you are, because you can say that to yourself at any age. <laughs> but that means that you start settling you start settling for just a little bit of time. You start settling because he's not really available. You know, when you need him to be available, you're alone on holidays, you're settling for whatever dates you can get and whatever attention you can get. And that's the crumbs. I call that the crumbs deadly dating pattern. And the real reality is that there are so many other choices now. And as you well know, women can youthify They can youthify. They can become younger and better than younger women. (laughs) Let's talk about that, Diana. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the pearls and, and how you guide women in that. 
because Diana's been like working with relationships, you know, like she's had dating coaches under her thousands that have worked with women. So like the expertise of Dr. Diana Kirshner is just amazing. So just to place that, so I'm like writing notes quickly here. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, we work with tens of thousands of women all over the world, tens of thousands. And let me tell you something, you know, you can take and move into a youthifies, beautiful, diamond self version of yourself. And of course, it all starts with the physical, of course, what Dr. Anne is doing. But, but then you go into the psychological and you create what we call the diamond self-identity. And this is a deliberately created identity that is you, the essence of you, but the best you you can possibly be. And you get to name yourself, right? So we have, you know, women naming themselves, beloved mighty Isis, vivacious vixen, saucy minx, right? <laughs> goddess, goddess of irresistible love and light, you know, whatever actually calls to you, whatever calls to you, as you do this kind of work, as the women so many women that we work with have done this kind of work. What happens is that you are rewiring your brain, you're rewiring the neural network that actually represents you. And so this becomes reality, right? So even if you're 63, you are feeling like you're 18. You are programming yourself to be the vivacious vixen, right? You are dressing that, you are playing with that. And it works. It really, really, really works. And so what happens is you get all the wisdom of your age, but you also get all the youth and vitality, which makes you unstoppable. You know, my, my screensaver for the longest time was one of the women in our program and she was riding bareback on this horse and she had all these beautiful draped clothing, you know, kind of flowing behind her. And she just looked like a totally young goddess. And she was in a phenomenal relationship with this guy who was just taking care of her. And I think he actually bought her this horse, but that, <laughs> that, became, that became my screensaver. Wow. So, yes, because of that whole business of marrying your inner endless fountain of youth. And believe me, it, it is an endless fountain of youth, that real consciousness that is that is you, you know, to the wisdom of everything you've been through, which makes you become manifest as the real goddess you are. I love that. It, it, for me, I get that visual. I love the visual of the woman riding horseback and just that freedom. We're a horse family here. So that definitely uh -huh. resonates with me. And then also, and because it's bold, it's confident, it's brave, right? All those things that really embody women. And then the other thing is just really restoring our confidence. It's like plugging ourselves in, recharging us because our spiritual energy never dies, right? That is really key. And we need to keep recharging that and thoughts are powerful electricity. Thoughts are powerful charge. And so as we keep reinforcing that on ourselves, that's important. We need to wipe away the negativisms, wipe away the self-doubts, wipe away the lies, the scars on us that have been told to us or we've told to ourselves. Yes, and the betrayals. betrayals. You know, once you're postmenopausal, you've been through it. We've all been through it. You know, the losses the hurts, the betrayals, 
we've all been through it. So, you know, it's just building beyond that. And if you feel into your sense of self, there's a part of you that has never changed. Your inner consciousness, even when you were a teenager, was the same as it is right now. I don't care what age you are right now, but the inner consciousness never changes. And that's the real spirit of you. And the whole body is affected by you accessing that and manifesting, allowing that to recharge and reinvigorate you. I love that. I love that. And so I want to talk about like in, in two scenarios. So the first scenario being that couple who the woman's in her mid thirties, maybe they're married around 10, 15 years, and they're starting to have a lot of disconnect. There, you know, there's some hormone changes going on. There's lifestyle, raising kids, kids in the household, you know, and all of a sudden they're find that they're not talking to each other. They're just not coexisting and not getting along. How do you re connect a relationship when it's going through that. Hormonally, I'm always big on that. Let's get you detox. Let's get you on progesterone. Let's get you on some mighty maca. Let's, let's, let's work on this from the nutritional aspect, restore the physical, but then there's the relational. Yeah. That's why I have a whole chapter in Love in 90 Days on the eight habits of living love, because these are the habits that healthy couples have. Now, when this begins to happen, one of the keys is about sharing intimacy. Now, what that has to do with is not letting the date night or the sex fall to the bottom of the to-do list, because when you're in that situation, it all falls to the bottom of the to-do list. You got the kids, you got the work, you got everything else that's on your plate and it falls to the bottom of the to-do list. Well, this is very dangerous to have it fall to the bottom. You want one going out date and one going in date every week. Very I love it. I love it. Going yeah, out go date, going in date. And again, yeah. intimacy, oxytocin, the connector. Yes. And the going in date is about a sexual encounter. You know, it's not just waiting for it to happen. It's, you know, not thinking, oh, well, he's going to initiate or whatever. It's actually setting the stage for a romantic encounter. And what I like in a married couple, and this is what I talk about, is to continue to have an affair with your spouse. <laughs> I live by that. I live by that. You know, people look at me and Sam, they're like, oh my God, you're married for decades and you're canoodling in the elevator, you know, that we're in this building in the concierges. What aren't you doing? I love <laughs> it. They have the camera there. Well, we're canoodling, right? But I, I mean, I'm canoodling because I want to continue to have an affair with him. I want to have an affair. And if I was having an affair with him, I would be canoodling him in the elevator, you know? <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. So Diana, when it couples pass, they're like, man, they can't even see themselves doing that in, you know, having or reinitiating that intimacy at this point. It's, it's so foreign to them and they need to bridge the, to begin bridging the conversation. Look, we're having issues, but you know, we need to reconnect. And one thing that I've, I've talked with so many of my clients, you know, I'm post-divorce now since 2010 and it's that concept of, I can't go back, but I could have stayed in it had I known all of this that we teach now, right? Had known everything you teach, everything I teach, you know, it makes a difference. We heal our physiology, heal our relationships, start the conversation. So have you heard that as well? Like I, I can't, like my phrase was, I can't go back, but I could have stayed in. 
Yes, of course, we do hear that with the, a lot of women. And that thinking has to be ended because it, it, it's a thought that actually hurts you. It's a thought that hurts you, right? So these thoughts can really be causing suffering. And the reality of it is that you've learned a tremendous amount and you can totally go forward into what you had plus. I actually like to use the ex's name and use plus. So you're going, let's say your ex was Jim, you're married to Jim, you're going to Jim plus, Jim plus, right? So Jim had some workable things. Jim had some wonderful things, let's say. Jim plus is going to have it all. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. So, but when you're in that stage and it's like that verge, verge of divorce, that concept of like, doing what you can to stay in and make it work and have fun again and bring that in. So sexual intimacy is one of those. What's the conversation that a woman or a man should initiate with their spouse? Well, I like this really powerful exercise that we call the 10-minute listening sessions. And what you do is you make an arrangement with your spouse to actually spend 10 minutes just listening like a reflective therapist would for 10 minutes while they talk and say whatever comes to mind. And then you reverse and you get to talk and say whatever comes to mind while they just listen. This helps to establish the friendship. You see, the friendship is the basis of the whole thing. And if you're alienated, you don't know what's going on with each other. So you don't have the friendship. So you want to really make the friendship happen. And you don't know, so you need to hear. You really need to hear. So hopefully, if your partner would be willing to do that, you know, you do these 10-minute listening sessions. And I do this with my husband. We do 10-minute listening sessions. And if something's up, you know, where I have to talk about something, I say, can I have a listening session? You know, and he knows that it's just listening and reflecting. It's like, almost like you're a therapist, like, uh-huh, so you're feeling sad about this or you're feeling like you need more attention. Sometimes we even talk about it in the third person. Like, I, you know, I really love my husband and I sometimes wish he would give me more attention. <laughs> so, I think that might be easier sometimes to do it in the third person initially. Yeah, you could. You know, you really want to avoid the... This is a reflective time of just sharing, right? So that actually opens up understanding. So you have this understanding and you're coming together, which is actually quite magical. I mean, it really is quite magical. We brought couples back from the brink of divorce with just this exercise alone. It begins Powerful. to open up things, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, powerful. So all these tools, and I, and you have this tool also in your book, your Love in 90 Days. Yes, it's I love it's, that. Yeah, the last chapter on uh, the habits of uh, living love. I love that. And so now what about the woman now in her 50s who is looking for that plus, right? That one plus. What are you finding in dating and looking for a mate and being very clear of who you want that mate to be? I know you go through that in the book that you have a series of steps, like getting clear first who you are in your magnificence and then who he is and their magnificence. Absolutely. Yes. And then, you know, here's the amazing news is, I mean, I call it now the age of abundant love because there's so many ways to meet a beloved online and with apps. There are actually 200 million people dating every month online and through apps. <laughs> well, oh, right the- now, I'm overwhelmed just by hearing that. I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah. 
one out of every three marriages in America now starts online. And those marriages are happier and they last longer. Now, why? Because the matching is better. In other words, you can find someone who really fits you like a glove. This is the great news. This is really the great news. So you want to use a large online dating site like Match. I happen to like Match. I'm not affiliated with it. It's just I see a lot of data. And then a smaller, either an app, you could use Tinder or a smaller online site like JDate or Christian Mingle or something that's more boutique-y. And you put out a beautiful picture of red. I always wear red because that's the role model because men rate women. Wearing red is more beautiful. They uh, also want to smile and look into the camera with your eyes, with your diamond self coming through. Men rate women as more beautiful that way. And then in your profile, you lead with what men really want, which is warmth. (laughs) They want people feel at ease with me. People enjoy being with me. They say my laugh is contagious, right? I mean, it's all true. You have to going to say true stuff, but it's true stuff that invites men. Men men marry women. They say, you ask them, why did you marry someone? They say, because I feel good around her. Not because she's young, not because she's a size eight. No, they don't say that. They say, I married her because I feel good around her. Mm. You know, that's the beautiful electromagnetic charge of your heart. You know, Dr. Anna, that uh, the heart is the biggest electromagnetic field, right? And you have that. You guys all have that. And you even put that out there kind of online. (laughs) Authenticity, right? Authenticity, not transparency. Yes, authenticity. And then ending with a vision of what you're up to. I'm creating an amazing, committed, lasting love relationship filled with adventures big and small. Right? What are you up to creating? What is your love intention? Put it in the bottom of the profile. If this resonates, contact me. Right? So you're pulling with attraction. You're, you're opening your heart, you know, you're, you're working almost energetically, you might say, but you're using technology and you're being smart about it. So you really optimize your potential to meet just that perfect match, just that perfect match. Who's there? There, absolutely there for you. Right. There's no shortage of supply. Is that what I'm hearing you say? <laughs> absolutely not. There are tons of guys. <laughs> so we can't use that excuse, right? No matter what our age is. Exactly. (laughs) I tell you, oh my goodness. Okay. I want to ask you, because I know in your book too, you talk about how you heal heartbreak. Because like you said, you know, by the time we're looking for love and we're like, okay, I'm serious. I want to find love. I want to heal heartbreak and not repeat the patterns. Yes, yes, yes. There are a number of proven ways to heal heartbreak. Heartbreak actually causes a pain in the physical part of the brain that uh, registers physical pain. Like if someone punches you, that same part of the brain registers heartbreak. That's why it's so horrible. And the beauty of it is that you can release natural opioids that soothe the brain by a very simple thing, which is going to a very loving friend and crying your heart out and having them comfort you and hug you. That has been shown in research to release these opioids so that you're feeling better. 
any kind of spiritual practice can be extremely helpful. Prayer, meditation, immersing yourself in nature, extremely helpful. Filling your calendar with activities and not isolating. You know, we tend to isolate when we're in heartbreak. We want to lay on the couch and eat ice cream and watch movies or whatever. And isolation is very difficult. It will get you further into heartbreak and further into thinking about what went wrong. Make sure you're with people, fill your calendar, go to dinner with your aunt, go out to some kind of book club, go spend five minutes at the gym at least, you know. I couldn't agree more. We tend to isolate when we're hurting, right? And that's exactly the opposite of what we should be doing. No matter what, put ourselves back out, communicate, friendship time, just be open and, and honest about what you're going through too, because not alone. And that's important to recognize as well. So I love that you said that because so many times, you know, I hear, well, I just need to be alone. I just need to be alone. We need a certain amount of alone, but what's healing is that community. Absolutely. We are wired for that. We're wired for contact. We're wired to be together really at such a profound level. So with that, Diana, now for women who are, th- or women and or men, just right now being ready to open themselves up to love or find that new love relationship, what strategies do you have around that now? Well, you know, it's important to be the change you want to see in your life. So actually going around and, and smiling and saying hello to everyone you meet is a very powerful thing to do. Also going to what I call mentastic or womantastic activities. <laughs> I remember that in your book. Yeah. Yes. Investing, wine tasting, cigar tasting, something that that has lots of guys in it that you enjoy. So you're going to be radiant, happy, and you have lots to talk about with these people. And you'll be surprised who you meet there. It's great. So our audio skipped out a minute there. So I just want to just repeat that. You said go to Mentastic events. Okay. So can you repeat yeah. that? Um, yes. Yeah. So it's, a, it's really great to go to Mentastic events. And these are events that you really love and enjoy that you're interested in that have lots of men in them. So for example, you might go into a course on artificial intelligence or a triathlon training or a hiking, dancing classes that have men in them, wine tasting. You know, we had one woman in our uh, coaching program. She met two fabulous guys at a very high-end wine tasting event. She's now been deeply in love with one of them. They're traveling the world. <laughs> Just, but they had that in common. They met and they were really enjoying the wines and they got to discussing it and they totally hit it off. So spontaneous outside of being locked in front of a computer, there's hope. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I like that. I'm all for that. I feel overwhelmed at the computer. So in your book, what's the one pearl? You've been married for how many years now? We've been married for over 35 years. Over 35 years. That's amazing. (laughs) So I want to ask you a personal question, if I may. Yes. One time I was in my medical practice and a woman came in and, and she said, you know, Dr. Anna, it's my 50th wedding anniversary. And I was like, wow, man, 50 years. I was getting like, getting ready to celebrate my 10th. And I'm like, how have you done it? And she said to me, she said, you know, there are good years and bad years. So I want to ask you in 35 years, have you had good years and bad years or how have you circumvented that? Or how would you recommend we circumvent that? Absolutely. We've had good years and bad years. We've had years where we were 
totally into workaholism and really having a hard time getting together for our date night and our you know intimate time and everything. We've had all kinds of issues. We had a child that died oh at God, birth. Yeah, we had a child that died right after birth, which was extremely traumatic and threw us into depression. You know, we've been through a lot of different things, but we've always made it a rule to come back into each other, to keep joining back in, to keep talking, and to keep having sex. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Yes. Okay. Sex is the bonding. Sex, great sex, is the glue. Honestly, it's never been better. <laughs> See, that is awesome. I'm so happy to hear that. Absolutely so happy to hear that. That's the honest truth. People say to me, why are you laughing and smiling all the time? <laughs> See, okay, I want everyone just to listen to that and absorb that. That's huge amounts of oxytocin just pouring forth. And one thing I always tell clients, I have clients now, you know, I hear a lot of great stories because of Jolva and them being able to reinitiate sex and intimacy and what that means to them and their lives and their their connection and their joy, right? And it's that sense that sometimes we're struggling and we feel the many things, again, the lies that come onto us, unattractive, unable to enjoy it or having discomfort, that we've got to heal from all that. And there are ways, there are methods now to do that. So I think that's, that's huge because I have a client and she's 67. She goes, once a week, her and her husband, so her second husband, have sex. And that she attributes that, whether it's just it's playful touching, massage, intimacy, kissing, cuddling, connecting. And she attributes their love, the, like their continued growth and development of their relationship to that practice. Yes, it comes right back to the oxytocin, right? You want to keep opening that bond and the oxytocin makes you feel good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I hear you. Yeah. And one thing that, you know, I always tell clients, you know, physiology drives behavior. So we can shift our behavior to improve our physiology as well. And that's exactly what you're describing here. Absolutely. It's a beautiful cycle so that you want to feed the physiology, uplift it, and then, and then have the behavior. And it's a beautiful upregulating cycle, right? You want to keep that going. And I really believe you can actually keep that going till the end. <laughs> I, I love it. And I want to ask you, is there any, any one of us women that you cannot help, that cannot be helped, that cannot find true love, find their soulmate? It's a matter of a little willingness. Mm. If there is a little willingness, anyone can be helped. It has to be a little willingness. It's not even much willingness. <laughs> it's just you're pulling little, me along. Okay. A little willingness. <laughs> you have a little willingness to work on it just a little bit. Then you're there. You will get there. As long as you don't give up and quit before the miracle, you will get there. Yes, yes. And I tell you, I've read your, you know, I mean, I love your book, Love in 90 Days. I really encourage my, everyone in my audience to read it. I know you've got some great bonuses also with that book. And we'll put all this, these links in the show notes too, so that our listeners can get them. I want to say, and that, let me actually just give that link right now. It's loveinnindaydays.com forward slash well, it's, it's right at loveinnindaydays.com. Yeah, go to your need to do, yeah. yeah, just go to loveinnindaydays.com and at the top, you'll see a $1,000 book bonus and just click on that at the top tab and then you'll see the little form to fill it out. It's very exciting. We have a $1,000 
for anyone who purchases the book uh, right now, and I think it's only like twelve seventy-five or something on Amazon. <laughs> it's like, and so we have these amazing bonuses from all of these leading experts, you know, who are just celebrating with me. Essentially, all kinds of special reports and free sessions. And I was just, it's actually over a thousand dollars, which is amazing. Yes. Yes. Excited, yeah. excited about that. And this is a good book, just pearls, whether you're in a relationship or not, this is information you want to do because we want to have the best relationship with ourselves. And Diana, from all your, you know, everything that I've read from you, that's where you start. Like, let's have a good relationship with ourselves. And that's mm-hmm. really important place to start because that's endless. And the precious soul that we are, like you said, that, that, teenager, that inner spirit, that inner energy, it's still there. It's still there and it's good. It's good. Absolutely. I guarantee it's there. Even if you're not feeling it right this second, it is, it is there. It is there at the heart. It is there at the core. It is there where you can, you can access it and you can rely on it. And yeah. uh, when it comes forth, miracles happen. Honestly, little willingness you access that miracles happen in your life i've seen it over and over again it's better than people even ever imagined yes yes oh my gosh so it reminds me of a funny story so when i first read the love in 90 days and when I, I i was ready to start dating again and i did what you said you know wrote the strategy of of who that person is and seriously everything was there in this person that i was dating however i forgot two things you want to be careful not to omit things that are important to you. For example, faithfulness and fidelity, two very important things were not on my list. They are on my list from now on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how we learn. Right? That's how we all learn. That's how we all learn. So right. it's like Jim plus or Ed plus, that's where we're going. <laughs> that's where we're going. That's where we're going. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. Love in 90 days, Dr. Diana Kirshner. And I'm really excited. Thank you so much for being on the show. Any what words, any other closing words you want to share? I mean, I can talk with you all day, Diana. I'm come visit I can you. talk with, with you all day. Oh my goodness. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, you know, a little willingness will take you all the way. So definitely go for it and you're worth it. You deserve it. And lots of love. I can't wait for you to get exactly what you dream of and more. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much. And, and you're on social media at Dr. Diana. So Dr. Diana. So we'll find you there too. And I encourage our listeners, lovein90days.com. Check out Dr. Diana's book. And also guys, everyone needs to listen to this podcast. So please share it. And if you're listening through iTunes or whatever platform, please give us a review. And I look forward to seeing you on our next show. Thank you all. 